Hello and welcome to the movie podcast at TIFF. My name is Daniel and this is our review of The Royal Hotel. Joining alongside me today, checking in to the movie podcast review, it's Shabazz. Hello, 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 mate. And it's Anthony. Ding, ding, ding. I parked my kangaroo outside. Uh, I Wait, what accent I'm was glad that? it only took us about 30 seconds to get stereotypical uh, accents and Australian uh, isms in here, uh, which is I think is a good it's a good record for us. Right. I think is that the, the is that the fastest we've gone into just the hijinks of the show. No, I think I think I've started an episode right away with an accent that could that, it's that's true. possible. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think you've said hello in an accent just right away. Yeah, my reasoning is as much as I can do in the next five minutes to piss everyone off, I will do. Oh, oh, the, uh, the, like the Australians? No, no, no. Uh, just the ones that will comment. Uh, do you guys take too long to get to the review? Oh, oh okay, got oh, you. Yeah, got those you. people. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, those yeah. people. For those our, people. our producers no, supposedly good. that you know they won't yeah. pay us. <laughs> Uh, seem to have a lot of opinions on our show. They do, you know. Like, it, here's the thing: if you're paying us money, well, maybe we'll start to listen to what you're doing. Yeah, until that's you a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. Uh, today, you know, we're at TIFF. We this is uh, one of the many TIFF reviews that we'll have coming your way, um, and we're having a great time at TIFF so far. I mean, we're seeing a lot before the festival even starts. Uh, it's a bit of madness already for us. So yeah, we're just we're just having to be at another year at TIFF, another year there, and have a lot more fun stuff coming your way. So make sure you're following us on all social media platforms at The Movie Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe. And if you have Discord, or if you're thinking about joining Discord, you know, join Discord. We have an amazing Discord community of movie lovers, of entertainment lovers. We're having a great, we're having lots of great conversations in there. So you don't want to miss any of that. Join our Discord. Everything you need is in the show notes below. Uh, today, like a lot of our episodes at the Toronto International Film Festival, is brought to you by Mubi. Stay tuned later in the show to hear how you get a whole month free of incredible cinema. You don't want to miss it again. If The link for that is in our show notes below, but we're going to tell you a lot more about that later on in the episode. Today is all about The Royal Hotel. This is directed by Kitty Green, and it stars Julia Gardner and Jessica Henwick, uh, who we've also known from a lot of other big projects, obviously. Jessica Henwick just being in The Matrix and um, and, and was it Iron Fist and so many other films. She's popping up ever Glass Onion, which was another TIFF film last year. And then Julia Gardner, obviously from Inventing Anna and from Ozark and reteaming now with Kitty um, from The Assistant, and now here we are talking about The Royal Hotel, which is a story of two friends who run out of cash while backpacking in Australia and must take jobs in an exploitive pub to fund their trip home. Let's get right into it. I know we have a lot of thoughts on this movie. I'm going to kick it over to Shabazz for his first thoughts on the film. You know, I, I didn't know what to expect with this movie. I, we we saw that it was Elevation. We saw that it was Neon. And the the vibe of the film, when it first kind of starts, it's like, oh, it's a little happy. Okay, they're, they seem to be like, you know, these two backpackers who are having a good time. And I'm like, oh, this is the perfect synopsis and setup for some hijinks that are going to be like horror or suspenseful and the movie you know it takes a while and when it finally starts to get to what feels like it's going to be the big payoff of what we've been waiting for it immediately cuts it short it starts to build up and build up and build up suspense and then immediately just dissolves instantly and the whole film just kind of has this this way of going about where 
nothing really matters. And I kept kind of wondering like, what, what is, what is the point of this movie? Like, where are we going to go with these characters? They also, the characters don't really seem like the type of people that, you know, we met in the beginning of the film. They're almost like they're swapping their roles. Like one is being more responsible while the other one is not being as responsible. And then it just kind of goes from there. They go to this very remote desert place in Australia where they have no reception. I'm like, oh, no reception. Here we go. They can't call for help. <laughs> that's that's the premise, yes. Because, I mean, like, they're in the beginning, like you said, Jay, like, they're in Sydney. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we're in, like, that's where people go in Australia. And then they get a job in the most desolate of locations. You're like, okay, what, where is this going to go? And then everyone's kind of shady. They have, like, these snakes and jars inside of these like uh, like alcohol like in, in, in a bar and I'm like oh man like this is gonna be cool like they're gonna get like I think that's just how alcohol is in Australia probably I mean I, I've definitely seen yeah. it at bars and stuff too but it's just like you kept <laughs> I kept waiting for what the point of this film is and by the end of this movie I still don't know I, there's there's definitely some themes that you can pick up about how women feel around men who are just in, inherently creepy but it's still not enough. There doesn't seem to be a real point to the film. It just kind of moves on from scene to scene, building a slight bit amount of tension while then immediately releasing it because it has no payoff to those moments. I think the performances are great here. I mean, like they're, they're all doing a good job, but it, again, doesn't matter. And, then, and that's the thing where, where I'm kind of left off this film where I was like, okay, I watched it, but now what? Like, what do I take away from this film? Did I feel entertained during it? No, not really. Was I, was I ha happy with the ending of it? Not really either because it just has this weird blockbuster-style ending at the very end of the film where it feels like that's where the budget of the movie went. And you're like, well, why did any of this need to happen? So I just felt kind of... I think let down or, or disappointed or just kind of like, well, what was, what, what did I come to see? Yeah. And I, and I think it's, it's all kind of what you leave with, how a movie leaves you, what message it leaves you with. And I think uh, the Royal hotel does a really good job of putting you in the perspective of these two young women who are going to this, you know, remote location and trying to yeah get money and make their way. And, you know, we've all had friends who have gone to Europe or gone to different countries and started, you know, and wanted to, you know, start their lives or do something different and be out there and find these jobs. Um, you know, I, I think of a friend of mine who comes to mind who literally thought they were going to like London and they actually were like three or four hours outside of London, England to work. Right. And it's like, that's, that's definitely a shock when you get there. Like, Oh, you feel like you're going to be, you're going to go to a different country and you're going to get this experience where really you're going into like the most like outback that you could get. Right. And you know, these two girls are now working in this pub and like, as we said in the synopsis and what Shay was talking about, like you are surrounded by men who are just constantly feeling like predators. And I think what the Royal hotel does a really good job of is making you feel unsafe in this situation. Cause every, I think every scene of this movie makes me feel like, I don't want to be here. Why are they still here? Like, it makes no sense why they would stay there and want to put up with it because you're like, these people aren't changing and they feel very predatory. And I feel like this movie is, is constantly leading me down a path of something is right around the corner. Something big is, is about to happen, but then it never really does a payoff. And that's what Shay was saying. And that's why I so agree with that, where it just feels like I'm just constantly being led down this dark corridor and you're going to turn a corner and you're expecting a jump scare. And I'm not saying a jump scare, literally. You're just expecting something like consequences for the actions that are going on. But it never feels like those consequences come. And maybe I'm trying to think like, is that like, is that supposed to be like a parable for like how, you know, men are never, you know, 
are never have consequences put on them for things that they do but it also just feels like these two girls never have any urgency to want to get out not at least until towards the very end of the film anthony jump on in yeah that that's how i i, I also kind of had that feeling of this movie is just a big big tease to something suspenseful that never happens and i don't know if that was the the idea for this movie from kitty to to tell this this theme of like this is what women will feel like in a situation where a town is completely run by men and it's and, and inhabited by men but it also is a situation where they put themselves in and i felt like there was times where there were moments of horniness and eeriness to it to generate some sort of action from these characters and nothing happens and like shay and like daniel said that there's there's a lot of that that kind of builds and builds and builds and you you kind of at the end of the movie you're frustrated because you just you wanted something to happen and get them to to enact and and to be i don't know they're you know take out an axe and start chopping things you know like there's something that needs to be done and it never never happens and the performances are great like Jessica Henwick and Julie Garner, they're, they're great at being those roles, but w- I feel like there was something more and I don't know, like, what was the purpose of me watching this? What I would love to understand it. I would love to get the director's opinion and kind of understand why she made this film, but I, I just couldn't get into why was this made? What did they want to tell me? And what did you want me to leave with? Because when I left, I was actually frustrated and a little bit annoyed because there was so much of that tease that kind of builds up. And there's so many of these elements that are, that could lead to a story. And, and it was, it was almost like, I want another movie from this movie, you know, like I yeah. wanted something else to happen <laughs> other than what that. we got. Um, I want to, uh, I want to unpack that a little bit more, but before we do, I do want to kick it over to our friends and the sponsor of today's episode. Movie. This episode of the Movie Podcast is brought to you by Movie, a global curated streaming service showing exceptional films from around the globe. From iconic directors to emerging auteurs, there is always something new to discover. Some recent movie releases include Park Chan Wook's Decision to Leave, Leia Mises' The Five Devils, and Lars von Trier's The Kingdom Trilogy. With Movie, each and every film is hand selected. It's like your own personal film festival, streaming anytime, anywhere. And speaking of festivals, the Toronto International Film Festival is happening right now, and there's a world of cinema in Toronto. And the only other place that you could get a world of cinema at your fingertips is on Movie. Picture this, you and your closest friends in a screen loaded with hand-picked cinematic gems, all courtesy of Movie. Are you bored of the same old movies available every single streaming service? Movie is the place where you're going to get something that you've never heard of before, and it may just be your next favorite film. You can try a movie free for 30 days at movie.com slash the movie podcast. That's mubi.com slash the movie podcast for a whole month of great cinema for free. And welcome back from that. Thank you to Movie for sponsoring today's episode. Anthony, I know you had more to talk about, and I know we something that we were discussing earlier too is the synopsis for the film. Do you mind uh, unpacking that for us? Yeah, it's it, for me. It was the when you when you read it, it was the the last sentence where where you said or when the synopsis said the situation that grows 
rapidly out of control. And I never got to that situation. There are moments of uneasiness and a vibe of something that is going to lead to, uh, you know, rapid out of control scenarios, but it never gets there. And there are parts of, of this, uh, there are parts of this film where you have Hugo weaving as a bar bar owner who is never really utilized properly. Um, there's, there's a bunch of characters that are just thrown at you and they have like mischievous vibes, but nothing, they don't, they're not mischievous. And it's just like, I don't know if this was a perception thing of how we perceive things. And I know we were talking right. in the it, car. We, we all have a friend that has the, you know, the, the worry wart of the friend. And then there's the other one who's not as worried and very chilled back. And that's kind of the yeah, dynamic. And we'll just like do it for the plot type thing, you know? Exactly. And that's the dynamic of these two characters where Julia is more of a, I'm, I'm very not trustworthy. I'm very sick. I want to make sure my environment is safe. Well, uh, Jessica is more of a chill out, just enjoy where, where you are, trust in people. And there's that dynamic. But again, there's nothing that leads out of that, which is also a really good point of their, their chemistry, but nothing happens. It just right. kind of felt like you're, you're constantly on the edge of your seat and the characters are reacting and doing things that you don't understand their motive, especially Julie Gardner's character. I'm like, why are you like, I get that you're uneasy. I get that you don't want to be here, but it doesn't also seem like you, you like, I feel so thrown into your friendship where it's like, did you just meet this character? Are you lifelong friends? How long have you known each other? Because it doesn't seem like you guys like each other that much even. And I, I wasn't sure about that. They're great in their performances, but Together, I, I don't know how much they really care for each other. And then they have a fight and they have this. And it it almost feels like it, you're just thrown into this middle of this movie. You're trying to create the idea or the backstory for yourself. But it's probably too simple. And it's probably just too, so straightforward that you're like, oh, okay. Like there's a character reacting to something, grabbing an axe. And you're like, oh, here we go. And then it's like, but the guy's just like walking. Like, why would you go to, to zero to a hundred? Like it, it just... You, you kind of feel frustrated watching it. A lot, a lot of leaps in logic, right? Yeah. yeah and, and I think it's funny you mentioned like their friendship and their backstory because I think when we're first introduced to these two characters, again, like th this is not really spoilers for the movie. We see, you know, it starts with Jessica Henwick's character that a party in Sydney, like by the opera house on a boat. And, you know, we were told that, you know, they don't have money. Her card's declining. Um, and then Jessica Henwick goes outside and then it's Julia Gardner's character who's like making out with some random dude, right? So it's almost like we're being told like, oh, she feels like the more carefree one. And then it's also her character when they work in this in this dive bar in the outback, wherever they are, where they feel like that she like, starts, you know, kissing a guy and like building a relationship with a guy when she's always feels like she's the one who's like, um, like pushing people away and, and trying to be almost like the mom of the group. So it's almost like it's, it's conflicting with itself a little bit. Um, but I do like that. Obviously that they have like that friction in, in their friendship where it's like, yeah, like she, she feels a certain way. She's very like strict and adamant about like what's going on around her. And she doesn't appreciate the way people talk about her 100%. And then Jessica Henwick's character is like more like, yeah, like we were saying, like she's more go with the flow, be in the environment. But it just feels like the guys in this situation who are very exploitative and just very, you know, vulgar in the way they speak to the, and they speak and how they treat these women. It's like, but then you're okay. Like to go out like hours away on a, on a trip with one of them. And it's just like, it's so it's strange. And I get like, I get, you want to show them that they're trying to though, adjust to their surroundings and stuff, but it also just feels 
really unsafe and it feels like these are like bad decisions and i know this is a more criticism of the decisions of these characters not of the, the the story choice but i think the criticisms of the story choices come when there are no consequences to those actions and when you have characters in this film who feel like they are being preyed upon where there's literally men going into where they're sleeping and invading their space and breaking doors down to see them uh it just it feels like this is not an environment like julia's character feels like she's being made out to be crazy by jessica like like no you're fine it's fine he's not gonna hurt anybody i'm like he was just in your house like where you guys were sleeping you don't know what was going to happen and it's just like it just it's hard to justify those that those motives as a as a story only because like there's no payoff for it and i think that's the biggest issue that we're having is that this movie leads you along and it's telling you the story of like okay this is almost like a cautionary tale but there's no consequences for the, the 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 tale that they're going on and i think that's where we're struggling with here. yeah i feel i feel that's exactly how i feel like when you're uh, the lead up to it the, the in the situation of where you are in a, a place where you're in, you don't know your surroundings strange people i feel like it would lead to something where your life is at risk and at the end of this their life wasn't at risk. The hotel, the hotel was at risk. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah, but everything else out of that, it just, uh, it is what it is. Now, before we wrap up today's episode, I need to ask both of you guys, has the Royal hotel swayed you in any direction on wanting to visit Australia? Because again, as we always make like, literally this morning, I woke up in my house. There was a spider like, like that was like, two or three inches big and i'm just like oh my god i need to rid i need to burn my house down we're clearly in australia that is just like that's just how the truth fl- uh, fruit flies there probably uh but has this movie swayed you in any direction of wanting to visit australia no i'd still go to australia i i, I, yeah. I i'm someone who would travel anywhere in the world there isn't a place that i wouldn't go even with the giant snakes everywhere even with the giant snakes anywhere yeah i'd go to north korea even Wow, that's your choice. Interesting. I don't know if you're allowed to go there. I'll be honest with you. You, you can. You but, can. From what I understand, you, there are like tours available. It's just like super restricted. But I mean, not uh, saying that right. I like I I'm booking a flight tomorrow. But if well, the opportunity war arise, I wouldn't say no. Okay, good to know, Anthony. How about yourself? Yeah, I don't have a problem with Australia. I think my biggest fear is like what lives on the island and the spiders and the snakes <laughs> and yeah. every deadly animal to ever live lives on that freaking place <laughs> that island so yeah um i wouldn't know i would definitely love to go i just wouldn't be caught in a situation where i'm in uh a very barren land yeah. of australia yeah. where it's desert and no reception yeah because there's so many things that could lead into it and i just could not not be in that type of control where i can get myself out of like without right. a phone think, without cellular yeah. service there's no way i would never I'm not like a mountain man. I'm not going to like the remotes. <laughs> no, no, I'm know? not doing that. I'm yeah. not doing that. And that, and that's, we feel, and, I, and just, uh, just so it doesn't feel like we're coming for Australia. Like that is like, that's how we feel anywhere. Even in Canada, even we go an hour away outside the city. Sometimes we're just like, Oh, this feels very different because it's just like remote and there's just fields everywhere. I'm just like, who knows? Who knows what's out here? The, the only reason together. would probably be for the stars. And they do showcase that in this movie. But other than that, right. I've been to, I've been to Michigan and I can get the stars really, really nice uh, in the in the there farm in the in the prairie area of Michigan. I, and just just a vivid memory that I had. 
but yeah, that would be the only reason I would go to a barren yeah. area just because yeah. there's no light. Not to go work. Not to go work. Not to go work. Like I would yeah. leave after I saw the lights, the yeah. stars. And 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 here's the thing: Michigan after watching Barbarian, even now I'm just like, hmm, maybe maybe would I go to Michigan? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I think that's I think that's also one of the things that we spoke about after watching this film was that you know. It would have been nice to get some backstory because when you're when you're going like oh there's no cellular service there's no text messaging there's no email there's no nothing we don't know where they're coming from who they're talking to what their home life is like so them being cut off from cellular service it never felt like an issue in the movie that came up or you know there's a scene in the film where they eventually get service in this part of Australia that they go to to visit but it's like there's never been a situation where it felt like they were unable to call or get help because it never felt like that urgency was there for it right and so the, maybe if we knew more about their home life and who they're talking to would have helped and the backstory you're completely correct because there are they point to a backstory that never leads to anything it's like there right. was something that they were escaping from their house from their home to be in this situation but we never know why so yeah there there needs to be a backstory there needs to be something so you can give the audience some sort of foundation to why you are doing what you're doing because we don't know why right. you're doing what you're doing exactly but let us know if you're catching this movie at tiff let us know if we're if we're wrong let us know if we missed something give us your perspective we'd love to know leave us a comment on this episode if you're listening on spotify if you're watching this on youtube leave a comment below let us know we want to know more we want to get more insights on it and of course join our discord we're having some great conversations in there this is the first of many tiff interviews or sorry not the first because there's more that's come out already but this is just one of many interviews and reviews and episodes dedicated to tiff that we have going on right now so Make sure you check out all of the incredible coverage that is coming out of TIFF 2023 from the movie podcast. You're in the best spot for movies. Stay here. Let us know if you like the show. Leave us five stars on wherever you're listening to us. And make sure you're following us on all social media platforms at the movie podcast. Like we said throughout the show, this episode is sponsored by movie. If you want to get one month free of incredible cinema, check out our show notes below. It helps us show out a lot and it would be we'd be so grateful for it. That was this time with the movie podcast and we'll see you next.